Hello, my Rebels. Today's going to be a fun one. It's the best of Drea Humphrey. She is one of our newest reporters. She's based in Vancouver, and there is so much interesting news out there, and she's so good at it. So today's sort of a best of, because we have so many videos these days, I'm not sure if you've caught them all. So that's what today's podcast is, but I really want to encourage you to become a video subscriber. Uh, that's what we call Rebel News Plus. It's eight bucks a month. Um, Drea's stuff is on YouTube, so you do get it there. But I want you to encourage you to get my show, the video version of my podcast, plus shows each week from Sheila Gunn-Reed and, and David Menzies on video, too. Uh, you can get all that at rebelnews.com. Just click subscribe. Okay, here's today's podcast. Tonight, the best Rebel videos you might have missed in the past couple of months. It's October 12th, and this is The Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail Why? when you're a biggest carbon consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why I publish it is because it's my bloody right to do so. Hello and happy Thanksgiving. As you know, we like to have a show even on statutory holidays, on Christmas, on New Year's. It's just become a tradition. Sometimes, though, we take the opportunity to give you a best of, do sort of a compilation of some videos you might have missed, not necessarily from my own show, but from YouTube. I don't know if you noticed, but in the past few months, we have brought aboard a lot of new talent. So many videos on any given day, plus more written content than ever. Tell you the truth, it's hard to keep up with it all. But I was reflecting on all the growth we've had over the last six months, and I want to take today, and I haven't told her this, to focus on some of the outstanding videos by one of our newest correspondents. I'm talking about Drea Humphrey, based in Vancouver, British Columbia. She's just done great. So today is the best of Drea's new vids. She started with a bang. Here was her premiere video. What do you think of this? You know, what Black Lives Matter only when it's police brutality? Black lives don't matter when them six children got murdered in Chicago on Father's Day. Where was where were they at then? They wasn't out marching and protesting and, and this and then. But black lives only matter when it's a, you know, when it's a form when when it's a police taking a black life, but not when another black person is taking another black life. So that whole movement is bullshit and it's just a form of distraction to keep people keep us distracted and to keep more more uh, more separation amongst the people, to keep us to keep us divided. Divide and conquer is a simple yeah. war tactic. So I figured since David Menzies has been having so much fun covering the protests over on the east side of Canada, actually scratch that, maybe it's not always fun in games since David and some of the other crew members have been assaulted for covering such stories. But nevertheless, I thought it would be a good idea to highlight what a protest out here on the west side of Canada is like. I'm Drea Humphrey with rebelnews.com and on Sunday afternoon approximately 50 people took to the streets of Vancouver BC to protest the pandemic lockdown. This is part of an ongoing no new normal protest that meet weekly. Protesters held signs in opposition to things like masks, contact tracing, lockdown restrictions during a march that started at the Vancouver Art Gallery. 
The No New Normal protesters want businesses, schools, churches, sports and community centers to be fully open and they definitely don't want to be forced to wear a mask. The protest marchers attracted a lot of attention from public and some of it ended in peaceful disagreements. But not everyone there was opposed to the protests or the protesters' message. Numerous vehicles passing by honked in support, as well as one pro-Trump black man who told me he was stranded in Canada during the coronavirus-inspired border controls. I asked him about Black Lives Matter, Canadian media's obsession with hating Trump, the pandemic new normal, and what he thinks is behind the new societal discord. I think you're really gonna enjoy or be blown away, I'm not sure, at what he has to say. Check it out. Okay, so you were just walking right by the protest and you kind of just said, hey, those are my people. Right, absolutely, because I've been preaching the truth, uh, realizing that this whole COVID situation is all bullshit. Um, let me mic up. Oh, sorry, I'll just hold it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've just been realizing that this whole COVID thing has just been all bullshit. Um, propaganda. Uh, ways for them to continuously keep these borders closed. Uh, the whole lockdown just had a whole effect on our whole, our whole immune system, our whole, our whole health. And um, you know they just want us sick. And what perfect, the perfect timing with this election coming up in November. Um, and now, like I'm an American citizen. I actually been stuck here in Canada since this whole situation has transpired. Yeah. So. Okay. So you're seeing both sides of everything. Right. What do you think about Canadians' obsession with hating Trump? What do you think that's all about? It's the propaganda. Um, and I really think that I would advise people to use... For me, I didn't really know too much about politics. But what I seen was there was a couple of times there was headlines saying Trump said this, Trump said this. And after thoroughly investigating and watching the video or whatever it was, that whatever media or content was being promoted, and uh, I actually got to see what Trump was actually saying it wasn't whatever the headlines were being pushed. So for me, I've never seen in America, honestly, in all my life, I've never seen, um, and, not, and not to be, not to put labels on it racist, but white media attack a white man so much. I've never seen it ever in my life. So I think that obviously there's something that he must be doing right because, you know, these people own all the, all the major media outlets. And, um, you know, I know that they put they put propaganda out just for people to believe this narrative, that narrative. But if people do the research and just and, and just dig a little deeper and have an open mind that they'll realize that, like, you know, Trump is actually for the people. And um, I think that just, you know, America has just pressed this narrative that I think that, you know, people just assume like people, you know, most people are sheep. It is what it is. You know, I ain't here to play no games. But I feel like most people are just sheep and they fall into this into this way of thinking because that's how most people think. So right. I just I just my, my advice is for people to just do your do your due diligence, do your research, um, just dig a little bit deeper and kind of block out the noise, the white noise and everything that you've heard and just kind of be informed, be informed, be informed for yourself. Not like being informed based on what this person has told you, that person has told you, um, but just do your own research and, and and have an open mind and discover your own opinion. Right. And then what about Black Lives Matter? Do you think that ties into any of all this? No. Or? But Black Lives Matter is government. Black Lives Matter is uh, 
Uh, what, what's what's homeboy's name? Um, Marxists or no no no. Uh, 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 George Soros, government, Boule. Like so, Black Lives Matter. The, the the movement has been hijacked. It's not the you know the movement has been infiltrated. So, um, and and I, and then when you really look at it, you know what Black Lives Matter only when it's police brutality. Black lives don't matter when them six children got murdered in Chicago on Father's Day. Where was where were they at then? They wasn't out marching and protesting and, and this and then. But black lives only matter when it's a, you know, when it's a form when when it's a police taking a black life, but not when another black person is taking another black life. So that whole movement is bullshit and it's just a form of distraction to keep people keep us distracted and to keep more more uh, more separation amongst the people to keep us to keep us divided. Divide and conquer. It's a simple yeah. war tactic. I really liked that interview, and I called her up after that, and I said, a star is born, and she's done great. She focuses, as all our uh, correspondents across the country do, on issues we care about, freedom, but she has certain beats that she's really good at, and I thought this was an interesting little story. Black Lives Matter and witchcraft. Take a look at this. Are you having troubles figuring out who you're going to dress up as this Halloween? Because I've got the perfect costume idea for you. Why not dress up as Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Colors? That's right, because she calls forth the dead in order to keep the BLM movement going real strong. Dre Humphrey here with Rebel News, and if you, someone you know, maybe your place of work, or God forbid your church, is still supporting the destructive Marxist Black Lives Matter movement, you should also know that you're also supporting, and in some cases even practicing, a religion when doing so. Now there is no doubt that the Black Lives Matter movement is a force to be reckoned with. An article by the New York Times suggests that the BLM movement is the largest movement to ever be seen in U.S. history. Four of their polls indicated that somewhere between 15 million to 26 million people in the United States have participated in demonstrations over the death of George Floyd and others. At the top of the pyramid, the BLM co-founders Patrice Cullors, Alicia Garza, and Opal Tometi have been listed by Time magazine as three of the top 100 most influential people in the world this year, ranking right alongside heavy hitters like President Donald Trump and dictator Xi Jinping. So, how does a movement get so strong like that and its leaders get so powerful, you ask? Well, according to Patrice Cullors in an interview found at USC Dornsife, when you are working with people who have been directly impacted by state violence and heavy policing in communities, it is really important that there is a connection to the spirit world. Now, I'm going to dive more into what that spiritual connection is in just a minute. But first, let's get a better understanding for what Colors' spiritual beliefs are to begin with. In the same USC article, Colors is reported to have converted from Jehovah's Witness to becoming a Aoife practitioner. 
Ifa, according to encyclopedia.com, refers to a Yoruba religion that is both the divination practice and the Yoruba god of divination. That divination practice of Ifa consists of client consults taking part in rituals with a diviner. Then a deity, which is a god, apparently manifests, allowing the diviner to then translate a message to explain to the client prescribing appropriate sacrifices to be carried out. The description of the religion also adds that a number of interpretive works have emerged reflecting on various aspects of Ifa. A common one you likely have heard of before is witchcraft. Now, although Ifa is more prominent in West Africa, it's on the rise in America. In 2019, the Baltimore Sun reported that Ifa is one of an interrelated networks of religions with African roots, including voodoo, Santira, and Sango baptism that appear to be gaining popularity in the United States. Similarly, in an article, The Witches of the Baltimore, it reads that young black women are leaving Christianity and embracing African witchcraft in digital covens, adding that while over the past decade, white millennials have embraced witchcraft in droves, now a parallel phenomenon is occurring as modern black witches are practicing Yoruba-based faiths with a few millennial touches. They build altars to ancestors so they can seek their advice on everything from romance to professional advancement and cast spells using emojis. Do witches really cast spells with emojis now? Man, we are living in the future. And where did I recently hear about altars being built for ancestors? I know, it reminds me of a YouTube video I recently watched that shows Patrice Colors guiding people to watch her stand inside of a nest-like altar layered with her brother Monty's used clothing while she acted out a poem she wrote to Los Angeles called A Prayer to Iyami. Now, by the way, Iyami is an ancestral pridormidal and cosmic mother figure, according to traditional healer priestess Ayil Kumari. But just because self-proclaimed Marxist Patrice Colors may also be a practicing witch doesn't mean that Black Lives Matter supporters are also taking part in Aoife rituals and witchcraft, does it? We'll keep watching for a couple more minutes and you can be the judge yourself. During an interview aired by Fowler Museum of UCLA, co-founder of Black Lives Matter Patrice Colors and Dr. Melina Abdullah, the co-founder for Black Lives Matter Los Angeles, discusses Colors art and how the work of the Black Lives Matter movement is both ancestral and divine and also involves calling upon dead spirits. You may have seen Black Lives Matter protest signs that say, say their names, or even heard protesters being summoned to chant the names of the deceased who were killed by police officers, just like in this video. Well, according to Dr. Abdullah, that chanting done by all of those people is in fact a spiritual practice. Take a look at this. You know, those whose names we, um, we speak and those on whose behalf we struggle because their bodies have been stolen. I think what you're saying is a difference between um, 
white dominated approaches to those who they consider dead and us that we do feel like when we say the names right so we speak their names we say her name say their names we do that all the time that you kind of invoke that spirit and then those spirits actually become present with you did you hear that all of those people that you just saw chanting Kendra James are engaging in a practice to evoke Kendra's spirit from the dead. Oh, and that doesn't just stop there. Ever seen the hashtag Black Lives Matter before? Maybe you even typed it out yourself before realizing how toxic the Black Lives Matter movement was going to be. Well, listen to Patrice Cullors explain that Explain what that hashtag really means, guys. Hashtags are, for us, are way more than a hashtag. It is um, literally almost resurrecting a spirit so they can work through us to get the work that we need to get done. Now, she used the word literally when saying that the hashtag basically evokes dead spirits. And here is an example of the overlap of the Aoife rituals engaging with deities in Black Lives Matter ceremonies. Dr. Abdullah discusses it right here. You know, I I never abandoned who I was spiritually, but it took almost a year for me to realize that when we come out into the streets and we pray, you know, the first thing that we do when we hear of a murder is we come out, we pray, we pour a libation, we build with the community where um, the person's life was stolen. And it took almost a year for me to realize that this movement is much more than a racial and social justice movement. At its core, it's a spiritual movement because we're literally standing on spilled blood. They pour libations for the dead. In case you don't know what a libation is, it's pouring out of wine or other liquids to honor a deity, a god. Now, they're not just making offerings to God and calling upon dead spirits. They are saying that the spirits are answering their calls and actually showing up. Guys, they're laughing with the spirits. You heard it yourself. I mean, this is some deep stuff. We become very intimate with the spirits that we call on regularly, right? Like each of them seems to have a different presence and personality you know I laugh a lot with Waikisha you know and I didn't meet her in her body right I met her through this work now don't you think it's interesting that we haven't heard a peep of this from mainstream media like it's not like they're avoiding this type of spiritual talk altogether if you guys recall the doctor named Dr. Stella Emanuel, she was a frontline doctor who publicly came out. She was alongside other frontline doctors and she shared her medical opinion that hydroxychloroquine is effective for COVID-19. Now, Global News had no problem mocking President Trump for calling her a respected doctor because she reportedly believes in demon sperm. Yet here you have Black Lives Matter co-founders saying they chill with the dead and not a word from Global. No mocking of the co-founders, no mocking of their supporters. Silence. Now, don't get me wrong. I support freedom of religion. It's if those supporting Black Lives Matter want to engage in witchcraft and befriending dead spirits, then that's their choice. Or is it? 
Do you think that the Black Lives Matter supporters have any clue at all what they are actually standing for? And should businesses and even churches be promoting what could arguably be a Black Lives Matter religion? Drea is great. And one of the things she's so good at covering is the pandemic and more importantly, the political and civil rights and business lockdown that politicians have inflicted on us. We've covered that very well in Ontario with David Menzies leading the charge, but Dre has done a great job out in Vancouver. Look at this protest she covered in Vancouver and notice at the beginning of this, YouTube called us up and said we had to put a political warning on this video. I think it's the first time they've ever told us to do that. Anyways, take a look at this video. All right, you guys are here. One of you have a big flag that says, don't tread on me. Why is it important for you to guys to be at this event today? Uh, I think it's important for our democracy and for all Canadians to realize that uh, sometimes you have to band together and say what you're going to stand for and what you won't stand for. And number one, we can all agree that freedom is number one important. That's what we all fight for. That's what our ancestors fought for. Uh, so we just want to make sure that uh, the message is clear that uh, all Canadians want freedom. I believe the media has got so many people so scared and it's all lies. We're fearless here in Canada. We are fearless people and we will rise to the occasion and we will step up and we will fight for our freedom. Put your masks on! Art Gallery in BC for the Vancouver Freedom Rally 2020. I would say right now people are just starting to gather um, a couple of hundred people. We'll see how it goes through the rest of the day as this is a five-hour event. Marches, speeches, and a lot of people with a lot to say. So I can't wait to show you that. But first, I want to remind you that while we give you the other side of the stories, sometimes the unexpected happens. Now, usually freedom people are on our side. I don't anticipate much to go down, but if you want to support us and keep us safe as we report the other side, please go to journalistdefensefund.com. We appreciate your support. We can organize, we can send out flyers, we can promote, but it doesn't do make a damn difference if you guys don't show up. So thank you all, each and every one of you people for showing up and making 
Okay, Michelle, now you obviously are a fan of Canada. What's your opinion on what we're seeing in Canada lately? Um, what I'm seeing in Canada is absolute tyranny. Um, our government is trying to lock us down and control us and take away our democracy. All right, you guys are here. One of you have a big flag that says, don't tread on me. Why is it important for you to guys to be at this event today? Uh, I think it's important for our democracy and for all Canadians to realize that uh, sometimes you have to band together and say what you're going to stand for and what you won't stand for. And number one, we can all agree that freedom is number one important. That's what we all fight for. That's what our ancestors fought for. Uh, so we just want to make sure that uh, the message is clear that uh, all Canadians want freedom. We had people bringing in speakers and of course you can, you can hand out all the flyers and promote all you want. If the people don't come out, you don't got nothing. So I got to thank everybody for coming out and doing their job and supporting this. Why was this important? We saw what was going on in Berlin and Montreal and Dublin and Greece and Poland and Italy. Montreal again, Ottawa, and I thought I felt, you know, Vancouver's got to get put on the map too. This this whole mask issue, it's coming here. You know, BC's slowly going downhill with all these restrictions again. Uh, we're getting restaurants, pubs locked down. It's time for Vancouver to be put on the map now. It's time because we've just had enough. Vancouver needed a big rally. We've got lots of little protests here and there, which is great, but we needed a big one to say to our government, we are at, enough is enough, and the time was now. That's why. Uh, I've never really been more proud to be Canadian than literally right now, today. Um, people standing up for their rights, that's what I want more than anything in the world. All right, Dana, you were just saying that you came from a communist country and now you feel like it's happening here in Canada. Why is that? It's not a feeling, it's what I'm seeing is happening. Lockdowns, when I know in Europe right now, many of the countries have been opening up, doctors are speaking out. What I like to see, where are the doctors from Canada? Where are they? One, two, especially BC. I don't hear anybody talking. This is very concerning to me too. We're using, basically, my grandparents fought with Nazis. Later on with communists, I grew up in the regime. What I see right now makes no sense to me. I think it's indisputable that we're being subject to restrictions and measures and, and lockdowns and so on and so forth, mask mandates, which are vastly in excess of, of the impact of COVID. And I, they're not justified. All right, this is Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson. She was actually one of the speakers today. So what do you think about the event so far? I think it's amazing. I think that Canadians know that what they have been dealing us and how they have been locking us down and making us feel like, I mean, for Pete's sake, Dr. Tam said we had to wear masks while we had sex. Like if this hasn't gone too far, I don't know what has. And the Canadian people are saying this far, no further. We've had enough. I want us all to step up and fight back. And I'm happy to see that people are waking up to what the real situation is and we are slowly taking back Canada because we need to. And we want our life to go back to normal, not the new normal. 
So when you say that it's a scam, clarify what that means. Do you mean that it doesn't exist, the virus? The virus exists, but it's just a flu. But they're making it that it's a pandemic to sh to bring in New World Order and agen UN Agenda 21. The only way, guys, is you got to self-educate. you got to self-educate. We all got computers. We can go on there and check that stuff out ourselves. And it's the only way to pull your, you know, that fear that you've got behind and, and let that, you know, logic in the forefront. What we've got here is one of the best crowds that we've ever had. 12 to 1,500, even 2,000 people possibly showed up. So I am so grateful for who turned out for this event. I am so grateful. I believe the media has got so many people so scared and it's all lies. Uh, I would like people to open their eyes, have a look around at what is really going on, but for some reason, for some reason, a lot of people just refuse to do that. And I don't understand that. I'm a 66-year-old Canadian, born in Canada. I never in my whole life believed my fellow Canadians would be so easy to brainwash and so many cowards. So where a lot of us are here because we want the economy open, we want our resources sector open, and we want investigations into child trafficking all across the world, especially in Canada. Yeah. Call it a conspiracy, but it's okay to ask questions. If that makes us conspiracy theorists, then here we are. <laughs> There's always 50% truth behind every conspiracy. You post a video on a Facebook or any other media, they take it down, they blacklist it right away. It's the opposition. So if you cannot see both of the sides, what does that mean? You have no rights. That's exactly what the communist regime did. You could not speak. You could not say anything. Otherwise, they would lock you down. And that's what's happening here. Very sad, Drea. Very sad. Support freedom in the lockdown on the way now we are currently walking up Hornby Street in Vancouver for those of you who might not know BC has recently put some new COVID restrictions on some of them can fine you up to $2,000 for having a gathering with not enough sanitizer handy um, additionally We've already begun some of the lockdown. So places like bars as well as banquet halls are already closed. And things like playing music or the TV too loud in public over and above a typical conversation volume is also banned in Vancouver. So what's in store for BC, Vancouver, as the fall continues, as we start to see the cold and flu season. So excited. It feels so good to be around people who are waking up, have love in their hearts, are spreading the truth. It's so amazing. God bless everyone out there. God bless you guys for, for doing what you do. Uh, the revolution is here. We're waking up. There's, there's millions of across the world. Uh, and all I would say to all the people out there, even though other people have fear, stay in the love. You can't fight fear with fear. Keep the love in your heart, and God bless everybody that's waking up. Uh, I'm ex-U.S. military from 1978 to 85. I served in Washington State Army National Guard till 81. Then I joined the U.S. Air Force. Twice I took biological warfare classes. As far as I'm concerned, 
uh, Communist China can shove up their virus up their uh, rear, and I'm going to say it bluntly, I do not support communists, I'm an anti-communist. Yeah, I, I think uh, Canadian uh, needs uh, to know the, uh, it, it needs to find out uh, the truth of the COVID-19. Actually, uh, as we know, uh, 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 COVID-19 is not uh, uh, from natural, uh, is uh, a uh, bio biologic weapon uh, made by uh, uh, Chinese Communist uh, Party. A complicity theorist. So this is the opposite of what uh, the CIA liked to coin in the 60s, a conspiracy theorist, a derogative term for people who think critically. This is the opposite. This is somebody who just takes whatever the mainstream media says, like spoon-fed. If you don't feel comfortable with what's going on right now, then you have to speak up, you know. So it's been nearly five hours and we're just coming to the end of the Vancouver Freedom Rally 2020. There's been lots of topics. A common one was communism, forced vaccinations and forced masks. Now, I want to know in the comments what you thought about what you heard people say in Vancouver today. And I also want to say that overall there was less opposition than there was in the anti-human trafficking protest the other day. So I guess that's a good thing. We appreciate your support. Dre Humphrey for Rebel News. Very interesting. It's incredible to me to see how many freedom lovers there are in Vancouver. I found that very refreshing. Uh, one of the things you also get in Vancouver is a debate about the Chinese Communist Party. And there's a lot of Chinese Canadians who oppose the Communist Party. Take a look at Drea in one of her many stories about that protest. But, but to me, it's insane. So when you ask the question, how does this affect Canada? Well, when you realize that CBC News, CTV, Global, you name all of our news organizations, all of them, it's like they're following the CNN narrative. And then you have to ask yourself, well, why is there even a narrative? And we're here because it's about, you know, CCP, Communist you know, Chinese Party. And uh, um, they are so involved with suppression of news or information in their own country it's, it's naive to believe as Canadians that it doesn't reach into our own soil. End the tyrannical CCP. That was the message said loud and clear by protesters who gathered near Vancouver's Consulate General of the People's Republic of China this past Saturday. Drea Humphrey here with Rebel News, and recently I attended the rally calling for end of the tyrannical Communist Party of China. Around 40 of the rally's protesters gathered along the sidewalk of Granville Street, many of whom carried banners warning Canadians about communism, the Chinese Communist Party, and its involvement with COVID-19. Also, in addition to those demonstrating on the sidewalk, some protesters remained in their vehicles waiting to take part in a car parade after the rally's main speeches. They too had similar messages, except their messages were strapped to the roof of their vehicles. The invitation for the protest said the purpose was celebrating 364 million people quitting the Chinese Communist Party and its affiliated organizations and calling for peacefully dissolving this wicked regime. 
After the speeches, the protesters, mostly consisting of Falun Gong practitioners, members of the Free Hong Kong Movement, and the Free Taiwan Movement, began their car parade. Protesters with the anti-CCP signs drove through Vancouver, Burnaby, and Richmond so that more people would heed their warnings. I spoke to some of the protest attendees and speakers, and this is what they want Canadians to know. Ever since the CCP took power in China, hundreds of millions of people have suffered under its endless deception and brutality. The CCP has plundered the ancient land of China, and now is deceit the coronavirus to spread, affecting every one of us. So this is basically a rally to um, end the Chinese Communist Party and to tell people the truth about the tyranny and the violence that the Chinese Communist Party has committed on people around the world and how they've covered up the virus and lied about the virus and how it's caused thousands of lives and caused economies around the world to collapse. So it's to gain awareness and also encourage people to distance themselves from the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, so that they don't... Um, they don't uh, go with, down with it, with its demise. I'm from China, mainland. I think uh, every Chinese has the responsibility to say something to, to the government and to the world, right? So I've been here for a long, uh, almost uh, more than 10 years. So I know what is happening in China. So as a Chinese or as a global person, like uh, I think we need to standing out to say something to the public, say, uh, something need to stop. Some some bad things and evil things need to stop. China has a 5,000 year civilization. That's the longest civilization in the world. But when communists came into power in 1949, what they did is started to destroy traditional Chinese culture and replace it with communist ideology, uh, the materialism, the atheism. And they used that, they have uh, they launched a systematic movement campaign to destroy all kinds of religion from China and then co-op uh, and now the indoctrinate society with this communist ideology because they want to control the power by controlling the minds of the people. What do you guys want other Canadians to know? Uh, yeah, uh, you know the CCP uh, is a evil, you know. He persecuted many persons in different countries. So we hope uh, CCP will falling down soon. Yeah. Looked it up and Google, any search engines bury this kind of stuff. You, there's zero information on here. Um, it's like, yeah, they. you don't want to always say, oh, I believe in conspiracy theories, but they're 100% is suppression of anything that goes against anything to do with China um, it, it's it's actually kind of crazy like you wouldn't you wouldn't even believe it unless you actually were actively looking and went how come this isn't showing up some people are saying that communism is coming here and that we're under tyranny now what's your opinion of that well clearly communism is here because China has really close ties with Canada so whether it's business whether it's government whether it's even freedom of speech uh, China even has uh, set up schools here called Confucius Institute to spread their propaganda so it's very much in our backyard uh, even 
even suppressing free speech. For example, a lot of the human rights issues that are happening in China can be reported in mainstream media because they have connections to China with their advertising contracts. So it affects us. And clearly with the virus, um, because China lied for so many weeks and covered up the virus, and even though they locked down Wuhan, they actually let flights exit the area to spread around the world. So it's clearly cost a lot of Canadian lives. So how many people are we talking about? How many Chinese people are walking away from the Communist Party in China? Uh, there Now in China, there's a Quitting Communist Party website. Over 315 million people has registered there to announce their Quitting CCP membership or affiliate organization. Um, so this is a huge... Um, it's actually a movement. It's an enlightenment movement happening in China. It's happening very quickly and happening peacefully. This is the, uh, I think this is historical movement. People are going to see, the whole world is going to see, Chinese people is going to get rid of communists by their own power or by their own willingness through this peaceful way to resolve this communist party. When people show their willingness, when people show their power, uh, their voices, when people show that I don't want to be part of you, that's the end of communism. So for people who don't have strong ties to China, how can we simplify your message for them? What would you have to say? What do they need to be aware of? Okay, so uh, do you know there's a group of people over there? They are protesting, those yes. people. They are from a religion group. They are Falun Gong practitioners. And those people in China have been organ harvesting about 21 years now. And I don't see any mainstream media report their suffering. So, I mean, if, if globally, uh, if the people from global, they can uh, aware what is happening for, to them, so probably you will know how evil CCP is. For example, um, uh, I think her name's uh, Li Meng Yan. She just came out and said, hey, I'm, I was like working in Hong Kong as a virologist, I, I believe. Yeah, a doctor. Yeah, a doctor. And she came out and said, I have all the proof to, to show how the genome sequencing of this virus can show a fingerprint that was created in a lab. And instantly, Twitter, Facebook, gone. Like, they, they canceled all her accounts. Um, the only people covering that is, I think, uh, Fox News, Tucker Carlson, uh, spoke to her. And what about the belief that if people do speak out, maybe not Chinese Canadians, but if other people speak out against China's government, that it's almost racist? Well, the thing is, for example, when Nazi Germany persecuted the Jews, it isn't racist to say that Nazi Germany is wrong because that's the government that uh, conducted violence and persecution to the Jews. Same with the Chinese Communist Party. It is a party who's ruled China for the last 70 years, and it was an import from Europe actually, and they took over China. The Communist Party doesn't equal to the country. This is a different concept. Or the people, right? Yeah, the people. Uh, China is about the people, the culture, the history, uh, the land. But the Communist is just a party. It doesn't represent China, although they claim to be. But they were never elected. They impose themselves to the to Chinese people. And now a lot of people start to weaken the particular what's happening in Hong Kong now. 
is really make people think about it. So sometimes there's a message that if anybody says anything about uh, China being responsible for the pandemic, it can be parroted as something that is racist. Oh, I got it. What's I your thought on that? Okay, yeah, I think the China, Chinese, and the CCP is all different because Chinese people they are victims. They've been brainwashed about 70 years, seven, seven zero, 70 years. And then they have lots of uh, misleading, I can say all of the information in China is mi misleading information. And uh, you don't know the truth, what is happening around the world. So, I mean, for Chinese people, and uh, the country is totally different. But for my opinion is, um, we only want the CCP take down the CCP. We don't want the CCP exist in China or in the world anymore. But China and Chinese people, they are lovely people, right? They're good people. So they just being brainwashed. I think it takes time to, you know, they, they, they will get aware in the future soon. They will know. But, but to me, it's insane. So when you ask the question, how does this affect Canada? Well, when you realize that CBC News, CTV, Global, you name all of our news organizations, all of them, it's like they're following the CNN narrative. And then you have to ask yourself, well, why is there even a narrative? And we're here because it's about, you know, CCP, Communist you know, Chinese Party. And uh, um, they are so involved with suppression of news or information in their own country, it's, it's naive to believe as Canadians that it doesn't reach into our own soil. So what do you think your number one message as a group is for all the Canadians out there concerned about COVID-19? I think that it's important for us to end our relationship with the Chinese Communist Party and distance ourselves because they will continue to lie and cover up the situation of the virus and endanger the rest of the world. So I encourage everybody to go to nccp.com to learn more about the Chinese Communist Party's cover-up and also sign the petition to end our relationship with the CCP. Do you think anything like this is possible for Canada? Do you think that type of leadership that's in China is a possibility for us here? Uh, sorry. <laughs> do you think that the the communist control over in China, do you think that's something that we could ever see happening here in Canada? Yeah, of course. If if our government, the Canadian government, they don't do anything about this relationship with Canada, uh, with Chinese government. So I think, yeah, their ideology is kind of influenced here, overseas. Uh, not only in Canada, Europe, uh, Australia and uh, America, uh, around the world. Do you think if we see more anti-CCP protests like this, our government will take notice and change its friendly treatment of China's government? Dre Humphrey for Rebel News. Well, there you have it. Some of the best of Drea Humphrey. We have great reporters across this country. And as you may know, we've recently brought aboard Avi Yamini, in Melbourne, Australia, the most locked down city in the world. I hope you're watching his videos too. Well, that's it for today. Until tomorrow, on behalf of all of us here at Rubble World Headquarters, to you at home, good night and keep fighting for freedom. <laughs>